You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. That both parties need a separation here, but for that to happen, I think Ben Simmons has to show that he can play basketball. I don't know if he's going to be any better. I don't know what happens the first time he uh, has that wide open three or the first time that he goes to the free throw line or he's going to the hoop and doesn't want to get fouled, so he passes it off. And how the uh, 76er crowd really reacts. How does Joel Embiid react? How does Doc Rivers react? I still think they want to trade him. The question is, what can they get and when do they trade him? But I think it's really imperative that Ben Simmons proves he can play basketball. Because right now, I wouldn't want to trade for him. Because it feels like, hey, you, I'm, I'm 25. He's acting like a 25-year-old. Hey, stop criticizing me. And then when you criticize, you know, I want to get out of here. No, how about you just get better? And yes, the criticism hurts. But you're the one that brings on the criticism. You're the one that, you know, how much time are you putting in? How much do you really want to get better? And this sense of entitlement. I don't want that on my team. I think he's got to prove that he can be a good team player and play hard and do other things. Because right now, it's such an odd body language that you see with that team and that player. Kyrie, whatever Kyrie decides to do, whenever he decides to do it, if he decides he's going to sit out this season, great. He made his decision. The NBA will move on. The Nets will move on. The Nets will still be listed as favorites to win the NBA title, even without Kyrie Irving. Does Kyrie wait a couple of months? What happens in New York City? Does something change where he can come back and play? But in the meantime, your two storylines, it feels like, going into tonight, have to do with Ben Simmons is there, sort of, and Kyrie's not. Now, we can extrapolate and go, well, you got the Lakers with Russell Westbrook, and yeah, you do. Uh, you know, how, how physical is the toll going to be on Anthony Davis? Can he hold up? LeBron James, uh, Russell Westbrook's role, did they... You know, they have depth there. Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony. You know, it's a fascinating uh, experiment that they have as far as, you know, Utah or Denver. What did they learn from last year? Phoenix, are they going to be there again? Does Golden State have another run in them? Then you have the Bucks, basically brought everybody back, which is not sexy. You don't get clicks when you bring everybody back. But, you know, they should still be the team to beat, in my opinion, because I just don't know what's going to happen with the Nets. But... You know, there's going to be an outlier. You know, are the Atlanta Hawks legit? Are the Knicks legit? You know, you got a lot of questions there. Miami Heat. Miami Heat with Kyle Lowry. Are they that much of a different team? But those are some of the questions. But uh, Adam Lefko, who uh, hosts NBA on TNT, he'll join us coming up in a little bit. Yeah, Paul. A Ben Simmons question. Can, most athletes can win or play their way out of almost any criticism, any off-field baggage. Does it feel like it's too late in Philly? Let's say they started 7-1 and one and he played better, much better. Would it be forgiven or just temporarily forgiven with Ben Simmons? Well, but by playing better, they, they're, they were a great team last year. But he wasn't great. Yeah, but I don't know how he becomes better. If you still More aggressive, can't, I guess? Well, I but he can't shoot. So that, that hasn't changed. Would I like to see him more like Giannis, not being afraid to go to the free throw line? Yeah, I would. Um, I don't want Giannis shooting jumpers, but I love that he's fearless. Ben Simmons is afraid of getting criticized. You can't step on the court. And he, and he is a great talent, 
but you can't go out there with those things that are always going to be in your head or your coaches or your teammates or the fans. They're waiting for you to go to the line. They're waiting for you to take a jumper. And, I, you know, I, if I'm Ben Simmons or I'm Doc Rivers, I don't want him in the situation where he's taking jumpers. I would use him as a power forward. You know, he's going to have to go to the free throw line. But I don't need him. Not everybody needs to shoot threes. And I, I would utilize him in a different way. It's like Giannis became so dangerous, they put him on the low block in, in the uh, finals. And he dominated. You know, he put you in foul trouble, and then he hit, what, 17 of 18 free throws in that final game. Yeah, McLovin. Yeah, I, speaking as a Sixers fan, Ben tends to hang out 40 feet from the basket, which means his man is on Embiid. He doesn't go down low, yeah. where he's dominant. He's yeah. really, really good. Yeah, he just doesn't want to shoot free throws. He doesn't want to be embarrassed. You know, he's a, he's a TikTok kid. It's like, you know, okay, you want everybody to say nice things, you want likes and, you know, all of this stuff. That's just not the NBA. That's not the way it works. And, you know, get tough, act tough, be tough, and, and try to make yourself a better player. Instead of, hey, stop picking on me, trade me, I want out of here. And then all of a sudden, why'd you come back? Well, I didn't realize they're going to pay me or find me that much. So you're sort of there with Philadelphia. You're not there for the long haul. Not at all. All right, we'll get some phone calls here. What's poll question for hour uh, two? So we have up who is the favorite in the AFC, and the Buffalo Bills are still running away with it despite uh, losing last night. 64%. The second behind them is the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, the Ravens, the Ravens are proving you don't need a quality running back. You don't, you don't even need a name running back. Well, they have names. They're just incredibly old. They have Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman, <laughs> Latavius yeah, Murray. But you don't need them. I would still have an empty backfield with Lamar. And I would have either an extra wide receiver, an extra blocker, and I would just say, try to stop him. I, he's going to get hit. You know, If you look at the times a quarterback has been hit this year, this is those running and you know, you're in the pocket and you get hit. Lamar Jackson has been hit 98 times, so that's being tackled or hit in the pocket. Next on the list is Josh Allen at 78. Jalen Hurts, 78. Carson Wentz, 65. Sam Darnold, 65. Patrick Mahomes, 63. Daniel Jones, 63. You're going to get hit. The question is, design plays? Do you get out of bounds? Do you slide? Uh you know, that, that's really the key. Lamar Jackson is going to get hit, and so is Josh Allen. They get hit differently because it feels like Lamar is a little better at avoiding contact or that direct hit. Josh Allen, he almost seems to take on that contact. But I would just spread. I would just say to the defense, try to stop this. And Lamar is a better passer than people give him credit for because if you watch that game, got a really quick release. He, he might not be as accurate as the other elite quarterbacks, but I'm, I look at what he does well, does better than anybody, and you build off of that. Yeah, McLevin. Yeah, Lamar's uh, had a lot of stats taken away because Brown has had the drops this year. He's played well. He had three TDs drop one game, and he dropped one this game too. You know, Lamar's passing numbers are really good this year. The least hit quarterback, actually, they're tied, and I would never have thought that they would be tied. Ben Roethlisberger and Tom Brady have been hit the fewest 38 times. Yeah, Paul. I saw a stat the other day. I think Chris Collinsworth dropped it that Ben Roethlisberger is getting rid of the ball faster than at any other point <laughs> in his career. 
Like to the point where it's just like a hot potato. Yes. Yeah. They Everything is like three, four, five, six yards. And, you know, he just doesn't want to get after a while. I mean, he can't move, but and he but he used to be able to have mobility and he could extend a play. He just doesn't he doesn't want to get hit anymore. I mean, the reason why Brady is still playing is because he doesn't get hit. You know, he's not running. He's not running from anybody. Uh, let me see. Uh, Jeff in Milwaukee leads us off. Hey, Jeff, what's on your mind today? Hey, morning. Pretty excited. Morning. Pretty excited for the uh, start of the NBA season. More excited than ever, uh, for obvious reasons. But I'm wondering if there's really any way to overrate what Giannis did in the finals last year. Coming off the knee injury, mm. he's got the chase down block in game one, two 40-point games back-to-back. The block, then the alley-oop, 50 points, making his free throws unafraid, as you say. I, I've absolutely loved you talking about that the past couple of weeks. Um, how, where do you put that historically for a finals run? Uh, it's there. You know, I, I still go back to Rick Barry had an incredible uh, finals run with the Golden State Warriors. Jerry West did. Um, Magic did. Bird did. Michael obviously did. But but Giannis is different because I, did, I don't look at the second best player on the Bucks equal to the second best player with Magic or second best player with Bird or second best player with Michael. Giannis is just fascinating. And I know I keep repeating this, but if you look at Ben Simmons and Giannis, they're of similar age, but they are so different in their personalities because Giannis wasn't entitled when he came over. He had to keep working, keep working, prove himself. Ben, Ben couldn't go to the NBA right out of high school. He stops in for, you know, a a couple of months at LSU has no interest in going to class and basically quit on that team. They weren't even a tournament team. And then he, hey, number one pick, this guy's the next Magic Johnson. I'm still waiting for the next Magic Johnson because it's not Ben Simmons, and there will never be another Magic Johnson. But he came in, it's like, here I am. Enjoy. And then all of a sudden you go, hey, you got some holes in your game. And I remember the first time I saw him play at LSU, I go, I think he's I think he's shooting with the wrong hand. And I was sort of joking. Sort of. Yeah, Paul. And it's not Chris Middleton's fault, but he's not very famous. And he's not very spectacular. He's a very good NBA player, obviously. But he's such in the shadow of the aura of uh, Giannis that it, it, it feels like it's a one-man team, which isn't fair, but that's what it feels now. Yeah. And look, they have a good balanced team. But... I mean, go back to Kevin Durant with his foot on the line. I mean, how different that could have been. You'd probably have a, a, a new head coach in Milwaukee. Like, there was so much attached to that. And they held on for dear life. But, you know, Ben Simmons has to decide if he wants to take on the risk and the reward of being a great player. He's going to get paid. But do you want to be remembered as somebody that people go, oh, yeah, wow, he was overrated. Or... Giannis is going to be underrated probably when it's all said and done, which is really hard to do, getting all the attention that he does. Yeah, McLevin. I can't help myself. We got to put an asterisk on this title last year. Come on, they beat the Hawks in the conference finals, and they beat the Phoenix Suns in the finals. You can't control who you play. Well, okay, then Kawhi Leonard gets full credit for beating the Warriors without KD. If there's, I just feel like this was a quirky, quirky 
NBA player. Magic was injured when Michael won his uh, first title beating the Lakers. Nobody brings that up. Was that that Lakers team was not fully stocked though, was it? They would have won okay, that series. Okay, but they had injuries. But then Michael went on to win the next one. My point is Giannis he has to prove a little more to be in like oh, I, fully real. Okay. And he might. Do the Spurs get all the credit they deserve? Or should they get blamed? They beat a Knicks team that didn't even have Patrick Ewing on it. That's another big. I asterisk. didn't hear anybody say anything. But they beat like that's the worst final. What about when they, they beat a Cleveland team that had LeBron James and no one else? One of the worst teams to ever go to the NBA Finals. Yeah, nobody is patting them on the back for that. But that, those Anderson are those are two. Out. Those are two titles. Well, yeah, but. They went on to win a bunch more, so that that takes the asterisk away. Okay, but then do I take those away that they only won three, not five? No, 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 because you get it back after you win a subsequent oh, title. Oh, is that what it is? That's how it works. So if Giannis somehow beats the Nets, yes, then then and then this one counts. It's oh, retroactive. okay. Just like Kawhi's title doesn't really count. In, in lieu of a fans. banner raising, you have an asterisk lowering. Mm, okay. Yeah, like nobody. <laughs> Nobody's going to really take the Raptors title that seriously. I think it's just you. <laughs> oh, come on. There's so many NBA fans who like to put asterisks on different things. <laughs> I knew I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. And I love the Bucks. I have Bucks gear all over my... Oh, because it's free. Yes, that's true. All right, let me take a break. We'll talk to Adam Lefko, the NBA on TNT host. Uh, he'll join us coming up. More phone calls as well. And we'll preview Dodgers this afternoon, by the way. That's a uh, 5 o'clock, 5.08 Eastern time game. Just to let everybody know. And that's one of those that you could be tuning in. You're like, oh, my God, they're in the seventh inning. Yeah, Paul. If you live in Los Angeles, could you make it to the Dodger game all nine innings and make it to the Laker game late, late night? That's a surf and turf. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, you probably could. So 2 o'clock. I don't know what time tip-off is for the Lakers. 10.05 Eastern, 7 o'clock local. I did the math. Hmm. All right. Be tight. Yeah, Seaton. That's a surf and turf. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. We'll take a break. Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. When you uh, hear pro athletes talk about fitness, the one thing they always talk about is sleep. And it's not about how much you can bench or squat, uh, your 40-yard dash. J.J. Watt, all those guys always talking about their power naps. A lot to learn from athletes. It's fall, so all four pro sports are going on. And that means seven nights a week, we have great games to watch. We have to be on our A game. And that means quality sleep. Sleep number 360 smart beds featuring Sleep IQ technology. Get almost 100 hours more proven quality sleep per year. My sleep number setting, 80. Sleep number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL because proven quality sleep is game-changing sleep. Save up to $700 on sleep number 360 smart beds plus, plus special financing. For limited time only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Always got a sale going on. Find out what your sleep number is. Go into a Sleep Number store at sleepnumber.com for details. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. All righty, more phone calls coming up. NBA season opener coming up tonight. TNT is going to have the Bucks and the Nets, 
And the man you will see hosting the festivities, Adam Lefko, host of NBA on TNT. Also, the Lefko Show podcast, Bleacher Report Gaming's uh, underrated on uh, TBS. So, Adam Lefko joining us here on the program. Is he with us, uh, Todd? He sure is. Oh, okay. Uh, hey, Lefko, uh, biggest storyline going into the season is... Oh, man, you caught me in a whirlwind between Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. Uh, I feel like those are the two. Uh, NBA 75th year anniversary, that's the biggest one. But I think what's going to happen to these two guys that are not currently playing right now? Uh, do the team even like him in terms of Ben Simmons? And in terms of Kyrie Irving, does the team even need him? Uh, those are the two questions uh, that I'm kind of thinking storyline-wise. Who would you rather interview between those two? Uh, oh, uh, Kyrie's going to take you to a place that you have no idea where he's going. <laughs> um, and I, uh, I'm someone that does find it uh, somewhat entertaining. Uh, ben, it feels like a lot of angst, a lot of anger, a lot of built up um, just frustration. Uh, and I feel like it's going to be a lot of no comments. So at least I can have a conversation with Kyrie. Which one is more salvageable? Kyrie. I, I think that when we would always have these stats last year for NBA on TNT, how is this team with Kyrie and Durant, but no Harden? And how are they? They were great. And so when you look at the depth of this roster, I totally forgot. Uh, Patty Mills, I know, but they got Javon Carter, too, from Phoenix. They're very deep. And James Harden played a lot of point guard last year. And so I think that this Nets team could start off really hot. And then three, four months in, possibly he gets the vaccine and joins them. With Ben, he is literally working out in a hooded sweatshirt with the sleeves cut off, wearing full pants to practice. He's not playing. We are, we are watching a hold in instead of a hold out. And I, I think that this is just posturing for a possible trade. Who had a great offseason? Um, I think the fact that the Bucks re-signed a lot of guys, uh, it, they got continuity in a league of constant change. Um, I, I thought it was really well done for Boston to kind of move a bunch of their pieces uh, and retain their core and still build around Tatum. Uh, I think I would have said Phoenix, but this DeAndre Ayton not getting the max, I think suddenly brings trouble in paradise. Uh, but I think also the Lakers and, and specifically Russell Westbrook to go from the Washington Wizards to the Lakers. What an offseason for him. Like really impressive. What is the game plan, do you think, for the Lakers during the regular season? So that was the best part of the Russell Westbrook move by the Lakers, in my opinion, is that LeBron is now, and he has been for the last few years, a CEO that doesn't need to be in every meeting. And I think when you heard the upset nature of him with Jared Dudley leaving, he needed those generals to keep the team motivated during the regular season. And I don't think anyone does that better than Russell Westbrook. We heard it in Houston where he was on the plane and they're waiting for Harden. And then he goes to Washington and all of a sudden the team and Bradley Beal is focused. LeBron now has his general, his everyday general to keep that team motivated during the regular season. Uh, we saw it last year, like they're okay going for the seven or eight seed if it means, you know, resting LeBron a little bit. I think that they're going to go for it all this year. 
I think that when you look at the West, I think the Suns are great, but I think it's unlikely that they have a similar run back-to-back. It's just tough to do that two years in a row. So I think they're kind of going up against Utah to try and win the regular season. But I think as long as they're in the top four, uh, they're feeling good. But I really think Westbrook now is that day-to-day general of the team. Who's the most overrated team? Oh, um, overrated. I think, like I just said, I would, just from having watched sports a long time, it's probably unlikely that Phoenix and Atlanta do what they did again. You know, those, those just seemed like big runs motivated by a lot of, uh, and there was so much opening in the West with Kawhi's injury and the Lakers injuries. I just, I think Phoenix is probably the team that people are penciling into the finals that I, I just, I, w- I would bet against them. Who is underrated? I like the Utah Jazz. And mainly because of conversations that we have had before about, yeah, I get this with the Bucks in the regular season, but show me in the playoffs. And then it happened. And this happened with the Raptors a few years ago. I'm not saying Rudy Gay is the guy, the missing piece that brings us all together, because that's just... That's a good thing. That's, I'm, I'm yeah. glad you didn't. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I haven't But, but aren't you year better. three into loving the Utah Jazz? I do love the Utah Jazz. <laughs> um, I, I think it was watching Rudy Gobert in the Olympics, and it was watching him get brought into similar situations in the playoffs where he's having to defend guards, and he actually did it. Um, but look, I've mellow Olympic mellow uh, messed me up for a number of years. So I just I have to imagine that all of these years of of getting just absolutely swept in the playoffs. I don't know, man. I'm a, I'm a sucker for pain. You know, and so I think the Utah Jazz are, are my tool this season. Who's your finals pick? Um, all right, I'll be, I'll be even sicker because if it happens, I want credit. I'll put the Jazz in there, um, and I'm going to put the Nets. So it'll be Jazz versus Nets. The, the thing that I'm thinking about tonight's game, which is a matchup for the Eastern Conference Finals, Bucks nets is the one player the Bucks didn't bring back is P.J. Tucker. And I know it's weird to read that P.J. Tucker was a great defender against Kevin Durant when Kevin Durant had like an all-time game in games five and seven. Um, but the reason he was so big is it meant that Giannis and Middleton didn't have to guard Durant. And so it changed up their philosophies. And I just, I'm looking at the team right now, and all I can think about is if I went to Vegas, I'm putting my number one bet is Durant as MVP. That's just the way the season ended. Now he's got a full healthy offseason. There's no Kyrie, so he's going to get credit for, like, playing well without Kyrie. I just don't know who stops him. So I would go Jazz Nets. Why is it I can't? release or cut that umbilical cord from the Golden State Warriors? Oh, like Steph Curry's my number two pick for MVP. Yeah, I had him um, MVP last year. And, I and you know, Clay Thompson's the missing ingredient. They got young young players. They got some youth on there. Uh, I don't know if they have the magic dust for one more run, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of holding on that they do. There are three teams that I really, really like. But injuries are what prevents me from picking them long term. Kawhi with the Clippers, uh, Jamal Murray with the Nuggets, 
and Clay Thompson with the Warriors, all expected back a few months into the season. And if they were there the entire time, I just don't know what I'm getting. And so I, I am so excited to watch Curry, Clay, and Draymond. And, and now with all of this wisdom, I was reading about Draymond yesterday and how, you know, he used to be the guy that could talk to the team and, and talk about like advanced mathematics when it comes to NBA. And now all the young guys are looking to him. And I, I love the fact that we're going to get super veteran Clay, Curry, and Draymond. Um, I just, without Clay, they are a piece short. And I don't know where we're going to get in January. It's great to talk to you. Have fun tonight. And remember... What did you have for breakfast? Where are you going later today? Where is that shirt made? Why are you wearing that sweater? It has seashells uh, because, you know, Milwaukee is a beach town. Yeah. Yeah. I take the kids there. We used to. We used to take the kids there for the summers, you know. It's, you know, it's just, you know, if I can get a margarita on the beach in Milwaukee. (laughs) Because I would say to the kids, Milwaukee or Disney World? And they go, Milwaukee! Easy. Yes. Easy. Remember, your role is John Stockton. Yeah. Pass. Get the get the assist out. Get the ball out quick. That's that's your rapid fire question. No, you don't even have to have a did John Stockton ever have a no look pass? <laughs> I just revealed that I'm not wearing You pants. don't have pants on, do you? I don't. No, <laughs> this is I, I would stand up and show No, off no, no, this. no. Okay. No, no, no. It's best you don't. Yeah. I don't want to see your left co and your right co. <laughs> I haven't uh, heard him referred to. <laughs> uh, thank you, bud. Thank you. Adam Lefko, NBA on TNT host, and a man who's not wearing pants, at least in that interview. He started to stand up, and I went, no, no. I would say nothing to see here, but there might have been. So I'm being mature here. All right, uh, get a couple of phone calls in here. I don't know what we learned there other than Kevin Durant will probably get a little more credit if the Nets do well without Kyrie Irving playing. I mean, it's almost like Lamar Jackson because without that, you know, they all the injuries with their running backs, and you don't look at their wide receivers as great. Mark Andrews is a pretty good tight end. Seems to be that's his default uh, out. Hey, uh, who can I throw? Tight end. I'll throw it to the tight end. But it you know, do they make a trade? Would they be curious kicking the tires on Saquon Barkley? Is that something that uh, the Ravens would do? I don't know. That just uh, when it comes to what did you do and who helped you do it? Uh, Lamar Jackson's going to get a lot of credit, and rightfully so, so far. Yeah, Paul. Going back to NBA MVP, LeBron James can never win it again, right? He's got too much talent on the Lakers. Um, I thought he was going to win it when he got. Injured when he was leading the league in assist, um, mm. I I thought you could make a case. What he did, he was he was transitioning into a different role and a role that maybe you you know you'd start to see more of with LeBron. I I could see that. It feels like um, there was always a fas- fascination with Jordan with writers and and reporters, voters. I don't know if there's a fascination with Le- LeBron the way that there was with Michael. But, you know, Michael would get the MVP in the finals. Like, okay, you don't want to give it to me during the regular season. I'm going to use that as motivation in the NBA finals. And he did that to Carl Malone, and he did that to Charles Barkley. Two years ago, LeBron finished uh, second, I believe, to Giannis. Um, I could make a case LeBron was just as valuable. 
it was different. But, you know, he kind of said, hey, this is what I need to do, and I respected that. Yeah, Paul. LeBron has not won an MVP since the 2012-2013 season. Since then, it's been Durant, Curry, Curry, Westbrook, Harden, Giannis, Giannis, Jokic. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if he gets to that, oh, my gosh, he's doing it at that age, therefore we're going to give him extra credit. Uh, not a, not necessarily lifetime achievement because he's already gotten MVPs. I but I I do think that maybe you get that that feel good story with LeBron. He's just polarizing to people. Like there's the when if you look back, you know Jordan didn't have that. He wasn't polarizing when it came to the voters. Bird wasn't like that. Magic wasn't like that. Uh, it, it feels like LeBron is like that because, well, he's not Michael. We don't want him to be Michael or he's going to be the all-time leading scorer and uh, he'll be top, what, 10 in assist all time. But is he the greatest player of all time? It just feels like there's this tug of war of keeping LeBron back a little bit and, and not acknowledging what he does and how he's done it and at a consistent rate. You know, because it, it, the argument always comes back to this. Uh, hey, Jordan, 6-0. and Okay, what happened to all the other years? Because when LeBron goes to the finals and he loses, that's held against him. Whereas Jordan wouldn't get to the finals, bow out in the first round or second round earlier in his career. That was never held against him. And that's not fair. That's not fair. It, it's like Tom Brady. You get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but he lost. But he got to the Super Bowl. Montana, 4-0. I would rather have somebody get to the Super Bowl than somebody who lost two weeks earlier. Or somebody got to the NBA Finals or somebody who didn't get out of the second round. But if you're going to critique LeBron or Brady for losing championships, okay. It's rarefied error. But I, I just I don't think LeBron's been given enough credit for what he does when he gets to an NBA Finals, um, whereas Jordan never gets blamed. He's like, hey, 6-0. and Yes, he was, and he was great. And I was there every step of the way, and he was spectacular. But those other teams that he had, you know, getting out of the first round, second round, LeBron did that. Michael was never, that's never been a knock against Mike. Yeah, Paul. LeBron won his four MVPs in a five-year span, 09 to 13. Uh, the longest stretches between mm. MVPs, Kareem had his first MVP in 71 and his final one of his Jeez, of a six in 1980. Michael Jordan won his first MVP in 1988, his final MVP of his five in 1998. That's the longest stretch. Yeah. Hmm. So he won five and 10? Yeah, yeah. F- five in over the course of 11 NBA seasons. Yeah. Um, Kareem won six over the course of nine seasons. Yikes. <laughs> well, Kareem was different. You know, when Kareem came in, there there's certain players when they came in, you go, oh, we haven't seen that before. An athletic big man who who almost had uh, feet of a, a ballet dancer. I mean, he was just, he had great footwork and incredible touch. And it was always, well, he could have been better. He could have been more dominant. But, you know, when you're putting up 35 and 18 every night, um, it just felt like no matter what Kareem did, it wasn't enough. But I, I still think he's one of the most underrated NBA players of all time. 
Yeah, Paul. When you look at this MVP list, it, it really shows you the direction of the NBA. Larry Bird won three in a row, 84, 85, 86. Mm-hmm. Then Magic Johnson won 87, 89, 90. Then, LeBron, then Michael Jordan said, I'll take it from here, and won uh, five in the next uh, decade. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder if, if LeBron can be a feel-good story. I think it might be difficult because Anthony Davis is should be the best player on the team. Uh, Russell Westbrook, what he's going to be able to do. People might look at Russ and say he's the most valuable player on that team because of what he's going to have to do during the regular season. And, 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 you know, LeBron has come out and said, look, I don't want workload diminished here. That's why he was all in to win the MVP because it was about load management. And I think LeBron's tactic was I can win the MVP by being at my age great and wanting to play in every single game. Hey, Kawhi wants to take time off or, you know, Kyrie or whoever it is. You take time. I'm going to play every single night. And he almost pulled it off. All right, we'll take a break. More phone calls coming up next year. Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All righty. Are we going to settle on another poll question, McLevin? You know, I'm looking up the uh, MVP odds. Do you want to do an NBA MVP poll? Okay. Just to see if LeBron, I think LeBron has a chance if he gets like 10 assists with that. You know, he was averaging that two years ago. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it depends on how committed they are to the regular season. Because do you want to go all out in the regular season? Westbrook's going to have the ball a lot Mm. during the regular season. And, you know, I'm just, it, they're only going to go as far as Anthony Davis will take them, that, that he's the difference maker. Do I expect you can plug and play numbers for LeBron and Westbrook? Yeah. Even, you know, Mello. Anthony Davis needs to rise up and be one of the top five players in the game. Yeah, McClellan. The Vegas favorite is Luka at uh, plus 400, then Giannis, then Embiid, KD, Curry, Lillard, Jokic, LeBron, all in that next. I would level. take KD. You know, we keep waiting. You know, Luca was supposed to be the favorite last year. And I said, his team's not going to be good enough for him to win the MVP. You, you have to be at a certain level, it feels like. When's the last time somebody won the MVP and their team wasn't one of the elite teams? And I'm, I'm not sure I, I remember, but if somebody can remind me of that. Well, Russell Westbrook with the triple-double. Yeah. They were pretty good, too. Yeah. And that was the uniqueness of that. And then he proved that it wasn't that unique because he did that again where he averaged a triple-double. Giannis and the Mavs have to be better. They have to take that next step. And, and I, it might come down to Kristaps Porzingis. Does he take the next step to be a great player? It might hinge, you know, Luka's MVP might hinge on that. Yeah, McLovin. I'm looking at the dark horses on here. Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Anthony Davis, Paul George. No. Anybody? Devin Booker's on here? No. Anthony Davis could be. You know, if, if you're looking for longer odds, 
But but he has to be healthy and then put up those big numbers. Because you're always going to have showcase games. And the question is, is he going to get overshadowed by LeBron and Russell Westbrook? I you know, I don't know what to expect out of Russell Westbrook. If it feels like he's gonna his style is going to be the same. The question is, is he still shooting forty percent? Is he gonna average, you know, twenty eight and eight? Uh, does LeBron average 25 again? Does he average 25 and 10? How good is their record going to be this year? Now, that's why I thought Steph Curry is that was going to be a surprise, like almost like a reintroduction of Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. It didn't happen, obviously, with Klay Thompson, but Steph Curry is another player. I thought he'd be the MVP last year. Giannis, there might be some voting fatigue with, with Giannis. Uh, Joel Embiid, maybe, might look at him if, depends on what happens with Ben Simmons. But I would, uh, I don't think it'll be Luka. Uh, I would say KD. Because we might look at Kevin Durant because he's going to do this without Kyrie Irving. Although I, I think what Harden did last year was underrated. Because he played the point and, uh, you know, he played well. But I think KD is probably, he would be the guy that I would pick to be the MVP. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Uh, Deli in Chicago joins us. Hi, Deli, what's on your mind today? Thanks, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I wanted to say I'm a little like Fritzy. I'm 5'8", 250. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, hey, I have a, my question is, if you're going to pick a team and stick with them because you're wavering very much between the, the Chargers and the Titans, your Chargers, your Titans, <laughs> which one are you going to pick? Uh, it's a tough question for me, uh, Deli. But uh, I was, uh, I've been on the Chargers bandwagon a long time. I feel like if I get off, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. But I did have a soft spot in my heart preseason with the Titans. Because I just thought that style, and you get them in the playoffs, and they would be a tough team to beat. So, I'll uh, I'll stay with the Chargers. You know, the the Titan fans won't let me back on because it felt like every year I was saying, you know, the Titans are eight and eight. Now you're going to be eight and eight, seven and nine, nine and seven. That'd be it. And uh, they wouldn't know why I hated their team. Yeah, Paul. But you get criticized because McLovin makes fun of their division. Yes, and and they, it gets pinned on you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Nate in Oklahoma's back. Hi, Nate. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan, uh, we'll take any fans uh, that you want to throw out the Titans. Uh, we can use all the help we can get. Um, on the uh, size and speed comparison you guys talked about earlier, I'll take any uh, chance I can to point out Larry Allen when he tackled the uh, interceptor in his rookie year. Crazy. Uh, that game last night was awesome. Hated losing Caleb Farley. Um, just hate to see that for that young man. Um, but, man, that game reminded me of the 19 playoffs when we beat the Ravens. Um, just that internal rush by Jeffrey Simmons, the leadership yeah. by Kevin I just I think it could be a special thing, but I'm being cautiously optimistic with our schedule. Yeah, yeah it's a tough schedule. But uh, what Simmons did on that quarterback sneak, I mean, that he, it was pointed out on the mothership uh, in the pregame. He, he's, he was somebody to keep an eye on because he's an impact player. He doesn't get the recognition that, uh, you know, obviously Aaron Donald gets, but what he did, you know, that – uh, up the middle pressure that he did. And, you know, he kind of caved in that blocker right into uh, Josh Allen. And Josh Allen said, you know, I slipped. I don't think he was getting in there even if uh, he didn't slip. 
Uh, Ryan in Tampa. Hey, Ryan, what's on your mind? Aloha! No, I'm just kidding, Dan. Um, I wanted to let you know that I am a big Rams fan from way back when. And Jared Goff, do you think, I'm asking your opinion, does, do you think Jared Goff has something mentally wrong with him? Because a couple of years ago he went to the Super Bowl, which is something Matthew Stafford hasn't done, and he looked like he was a world beater a few years ago. Do you think, in your opinion, he has something like uh, mentally blocking him from being better than he, than he currently is? Thank you, Dan. Well, I don't know if it's physical, but I I do know that when your coach loses confidence in you and you're still on that team and then they decide that they're going to pay you, then get rid of you and then bring in Matthew Stafford, it's got to mess with you a little bit. Now you have another head coach who is saying, hey, Jared Goff has got to step up. Yeah, you you, you know, you probably have, uh, you know, PTSD, I think. Is that what it is? Post-traumatic stress disorder? I mean, you might have that, where you lose confidence. And at that position, can't lose confidence. Yeah, Paul. And I think Jared Goff, don't quarterbacks always talk on Tuesday? They usually make the starting quarterbacks available for the media. He has to talk today after all all what happened this weekend. So he's got to deal with the Rams side of this and then his own coach bailing. Yeah, I know. That's pretty tough. That I, I mean, you've already had Sean McVay say publicly, hey, I didn't handle it uh, the right way. I, I should have communicated with Jared Goff. You know, before we were trading him. And now Jared Goff has to talk about going back to face the Rams, but also, hey, your coach basically threw you under the bus. What do you think about what Coach Campbell had to say? All right, final hour coming up. Talk some football. Peter Schrager from the NFL Network will join us. Dan Patrick Show.